you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Live on Purpose. This is Dr. Paul coming at you. Just like we do every week, you get a new episode of Live on Purpose Radio through this podcast. And I hope that you're spreading the word. If you enjoy what you're hearing on this show, if it's making a difference for you in your life, if it actually helps you to do what we say that it does, to live on purpose, then I hope that you share it with other people. I would really appreciate that. I'm thinking about some uh, fun little games we might play together at some point. Um, I'll be telling you more about that a little later on. I, I call them pod games. And... Uh, this is a little different from the pod racers that you see on Star Wars. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you more about that as I get a little more clear on it. I think that we could have a little fun while we're doing this together. But spread the word. Spread the word about Live On Purpose. Help those that you care about to find some ways to take control of their life and to create and live the life that they love. What better gift could you give to someone that you care about? So here we are with Live On Purpose again. I have a great guest in studio with me here today, Mr. Darren Johansson. Say hello, Darren. Hi, guys. So good to be with you today. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here. I've had Darren as a guest a couple of times on uh, the Live On Purpose show that formerly aired uh, through the Producer Revolution Radio Network. And uh, Darren, we've had some great discussions. Darren is one of the coaches that works with us at Creation Tree Coaching. He is a therapist at Preferred Family Clinic. He's a man who wears many hats. <laughs> and uh, I've worked with Darren, what, for a couple of years now, hasn't it been? Yeah, a little, like, little over a year and a half, I think. Well, you know, I, I stopped keeping track of time very well several years ago. I found that uh, as you get older, time accelerates, and it means less, you know? Just sort of gets meshed together, but I, I feel like I've known you for quite a while, and you're a good friend of mine, an associate, a colleague, and we've done a lot of work together, and one of the things that we do, Darren, is to help people to change. We can't change people, at least I can't. How are you doing with that? Uh, not good at all. I don't change anybody. You don't have a very good track record either? Mm-hmm. Man, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not changing people, are we? We're helping them to change. And and people can change. If we didn't believe that, we'd have no business being coaches. We'd have no business doing that. People can change, and they do on a regular basis. There are some principles that determine your success at changing your life and at creating and living the life that you love, as we like to say here. So, Darren, I figured that today you and I could have a discussion about some of those principles that govern change. And you've had a lot of great opportunities and experiences to, to observe how that happens. Uh, 
probably in your own life as well as in the lives of those that you work with. I'm going out on a limb here and sort of guessing that. <laughs> and you're just chuckling. It's a good guess. Yeah. Well, it always is. It really always is. And and I want you listeners to understand that, you know, here we are on the on the radio, on the pod waves, whatever you want to call it, uh, talking about how to do this. And yet we are also fellow human beings. We're involved in the same race that you are and the same learning experiences and the same kinds of discoveries. So here's Dr. Paul and Darren working on their own lives. And we just want to share with you some of the things that we're observing and that other people have shared with us. You know, I was listening to Bob Proctor earlier today, and uh, he said, I love to brag about my stuff because none of it is my stuff. And I really resonate to that because these ideas that we're sharing with you, they're not my ideas. They're not? No, any more than they're your ideas. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. These are ideas that, that we have received from other people, from other great human beings who start to understand principles and find a way to communicate those to other human beings to improve their quality of life. That's all we're doing. That's what we're here for. In fact, if any of you who are listening would like to share some of your ideas, send me an email, drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. Uh, we'd love to know what you're thinking. I've had a couple of emails, actually. I don't know that we'll get to any of those today, necessarily, but we we read all of the emails that come in and uh, just really enjoy hearing feedback from our listeners. And incidentally, our listener base is growing very rapidly, more th- quicker than I thought it would, really. And uh, a lot of people are joining on board with Live On Purpose. They're enjoying what we're doing here. So uh, just excited about that. We wanted to share that. So, Darren. Yes, Paul. How are you doing? I am so awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Have you experienced some changes in your life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that changes this, in my life how? Is yeah, this I've a trick question? A changes. Well, and I, w- I want to open it up to you here for just a minute. As, as you and I were talking about uh, potential topics for our program, because we really decided to do a podcast together before we decided what we're going to talk about because there's always something that we can discuss but as we were starting to refine that you know when people go through change one of the biggest barriers to change is comfort would you agree with that i agree 100 percent. probably getting out of comfort well and take that on for a minute to just share some of your understanding of how comfort plays into this whole thing and how it's, well, for example, uh, you and I helped to co-sponsor a couple's retreat last May. And the theme of this retreat was Good to Great, based on Jim Collins' book of the same title. He opens that book with a phrase. Do you remember what that was? The one that says that good is the enemy of great? That's the one. It's a great phrase. That's the one. I I really think that you could kind of say the same thing about change and how we have to get out of our comfort level um, to actually make an effective change. Uh, I used to work mm-hmm. with a man who said that it was easier for people to adjust their standard of living to a lower income than it was to get out of their comfort level and raise themselves to be more productive. 
And Mm. it was a fascinating concept to me. And it really speaks to everything that we do at Creation Tree Coaching and Living on Purpose, being definite about what we do. And I think it's so important that we look at the one thing that we could do that would change our life dramatically in the direction that we want to change it. You often talk about the fact that, you know, could I go out and do something that would really make my life worse? Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, could I also go out and do something that would make my life a whole bunch better if I was willing to get out of my comfort zone, if I was willing to stretch or maybe have a different vision? Uh, The process Mm -hmm. to think differently, to think, well, I don't want to live this lifestyle anymore, so I'm going to change that, is Mm -hmm. for some a huge step out of a comfort zone, out of the safety and security that is created. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that Mm -hmm. has been most empowering to me is to realize, like you said when we started today, these aren't my principles. These aren't my ideas. I don't, I don't own these. Just as much as um, one of my friends always says, we drink from wells that we didn't dig. And that concept just mm. permeates everything that I think about when I realize that I'm blessed to associate with people like yourself and, and many, many other people who have been willing to plant seeds, if you will, or dig wells that I benefit from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those people, for whatever reason, chose to get out of their comfort zone. Uh, you know, I think about the idea of digging a well. <laughs> There's probably not anything that's really enjoyable about doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but whoever happened to dig the well, so to speak, that I'm drinking from, did that for some reason, some perceived necessity in life. And, and maybe it was they just had no water and they thought, well, I got to do this. Or maybe they thought Mm -hmm. I -hmm. could really make a difference not only in my life, but my family's life and everybody else's life if I did this hard thing. Mm -hmm. That's right. The comfort zone is is a danger zone. Uh, When you look at it in terms of the potential for creation, and you've heard the phrase, Darren, I'm sure everybody has it, that uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? You've mm-hmm. heard that one. Yeah. Why is that true? Well, th- basically, you're not going to go out there and invent anything unless you have a need for it, right? That's the whole necessity is the mother of invention thing. Comfort and your comfort zone is an enemy to your progress. And I... I want to acknowledge here, too, that the human mind has this incredible capacity to adapt, to get used to, to habituate. And you do this all the time, whether you know it or not. Think about it right now. You didn't even feel the shoes on your feet until I just mentioned them, right? Yep. And that doesn't mean you didn't feel them because you can still feel them. I mean, your, your neurons are working just fine. But your brain adapts to that, and your mind adapts to that. And because it's an insignificant thing, you don't even notice it. Well, the same thing will happen with pain. Okay, I was playing basketball yesterday, and I did a little tweak or something, and, and my back is sore today. I didn't notice it until I just thought about it again right now. See, I can get used to pain, and you can get used to pain. 
put a penny in your shoe sometime. You know, it's going to irritate you, but at times during the day, you're not even going to notice it if you leave it in there, okay? And that's because you can adapt, and you can adapt to a lot of things. Well, what have you gotten used to in your life? And is that, is that productive? See, if you get too used to it, and there's a careful balance here, Darren. We'll probably get into this as the show progresses. You want to notice things enough to do what you can, to change what you can. But realize that your brain is also going to be adapting and habituating to things that you maybe could change and even should change, but you don't change because you become comfortable. You become used to it. Does that trigger anything for you, Darren? You know, the word that comes to my mind is security. We get so used to things that we become secure in our comfort and and just Mm. staying where we are, doing what we're doing. I'm going to extend that as soon as we come back from this break. Security, you know that's a hot button for me. (laughs) Yep. Get out of your comfort zone. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Like a sweet memory, I'm If you live in the Utah County area, and if you like what you hear on this program, then this opportunity is for you. I am hosting a weekly mastermind group called Paradigm Insurance every Wednesday from 4 to 5.30 at my office. Call Eric at 801-221-0223 for more details. We prefer an abundant atmosphere, so please wipe your mind before entering. That's 801-221-0223. This is Ross Kellen Moore of Creation Tree Coaching, and I've got two questions for you. Who are you? What do you want? You see, I've figured out that you and I can absolutely create anything that we really want. But to do that, we've got to be absolutely clear on who we really are and what we really want. So what do you want? More financial abundance? more fulfilling relationships, a higher level of health and fitness? How about finding your work that allows you to create massive value for others in the way that you love most? Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching. We are the world's premier provider of abundance, education, and resources. We are here to help you create the life you really love. Begin now at creationtreecoaching.com. Check out our live teleseminar classes and podcasts. Get to know our coaches and schedule a coaching session. Explore training for your business and employees. Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching and a whole new world that you create on purpose. So security. I want to create an image for you here we're all about creation creating things at creation tree coaching right Mm -hmm. some people really feel that they want security and in fact we had an interesting little exercise over at the office and i'm talking about the mental health clinic right now i i was in a staff meeting at preferred family clinic where our mental health clinic is housed and uh we're filling out a little questionnaire, all of the employees, all of the staff, filling out a little questionnaire about uh, things that are important to them in their work. 
And one of the items on the list, and we were rating all these things zero to, or from one to ten on how important they were to us. And one of the items was job security. Okay, and I found myself putting a one on that. I think I would have probably put a ten on that a couple of years ago. I put a one on it, and it's because I have I have rethought what security means. So if you really think you want security in your life, I want you to just picture yourself gaining more and more security. Okay, more and more security until you have finally achieved maximum security. What's the image you got, Darren? Well, you know, I was talking to a gentleman today that spent eight and a half years in a maximum security penitentiary. And, uh-huh. and he shared a story with me about living in a nine by nine cell on a metal, his bed was a metal bunk bed. I mean, it was just, a, there was no mattress. It was a metal sheet mm-hmm. thing. And he lived there with another guy. Mm-hmm. And the only time they got out of his secure place was maybe for one hour, every 24 hour period. If he was really good, he would get out to walk in an area that he called the dog kennel. Because it was about mm-hmm. that big, that's so right. that's that's what I picture when you talk about maximum security. And he got to take his buddy with a badge when that's he went right. outside, right? It's very secure. And but that's a that's a lesser degree of security than what he had in his cell. Yeah. And here's the kicker, okay? And this was really an insight to me when I finally started to to realize. If you take this to the full extent of the word, do you really want security? See, what most of us really want is freedom. And freedom and security stand at opposite ends of a spectrum. And I want freedom. I have become a freedom-loving person and a freedom-seeking person and a liberty-loving person. And those things stand opposite to each other. Well, security brings with it a lot of comfort. I, I... I know some people who are experiencing higher levels of security than I am also, Darren. And uh, one of these guys I got to know, oh, about a decade ago, he had spent about 18 years in the California prison system. And uh, I got to know him while he was out for a while. (laughs) He liked security so much he went back? He did. He did. He is currently serving five 15-year-to-life sentences. He really likes security. He's guaranteed security for the rest of his life. And it was interesting because during my doctoral training, I got to do an internship at the Utah State Prison. And I was out there. I was going to uh, run a group out in a medium security facility. Okay, so he's not in maximum security, but just go with me on this for a minute. We're going out, I'm going out to do a group, and I'm crossing the, the yard in front of some of the housing there. And I hear, hey, Paul. You know, it's not exactly what you want to hear when you're, you know, in a security facility. I, hey, Paul. And this guy comes shuffling over to me. I say shuffling because he's shackled. His ankles and his wrists. And then there's this belly chain is what they call it. He, he's shackled, and he's got his buddy with a badge right there next to him. This was his free time. Okay, He was out in the yard, and he saw me. He comes shuffling over, and he reaches up you know, with both hands because he couldn't just reach one and shook my hand. 
And he said, uh, as we greeted each other and stuff, and uh, he said, Paul, no excuses. I do better here. And that was so illuminating to me about what this idea of security does to people. See, he wasn't in control of his life. He was not experiencing the kind of freedom and liberty that we want to create for you. And so because of that, because he wasn't taking charge of his life, somebody else is going to step up and take charge of his life, right? That's, that's one of the greatest principles that I have ever thought of is that we choose to be in control or we choose to let somebody else be in control. And it's a choice either way. And sometimes it is more comforting to some people. I guess that's the best way to say that, to let somebody else be in control. Well, Darren, how many, you talked about your friend or associate or I don't know, is he a friend of yours uh, you're talking about? He's a recent acquaintance. Someone that you've just gotten to know. Yeah, he's a neat, he's a neat man. I mean, he learned a lot experiencing maximum security and mm-hmm. chose to live a different life, to, to truly be free. I mean, the, the things that he did, you know, five counts of armed robbery and, you know, mm-hmm. tons of drugs and drug dealings and you know, all sorts of things that would get him in a more secure position, mm-hmm. <laughs> literally speaking. And he talked about the fact that while he was there, he his son came to visit him. And before he saw his son, outside he heard his son's voice. And he said, this was one of the changing moments of my life because he heard his son say, if my dad can't stay with the night with me in the hotel... Can I stay with him here? Oh, boy. And he realized that even though he had made some choices that let go of some of his freedom, that there was someone that, that loved him enough that it gave him hope to change his life. And sometimes that's what it takes is this, mm-hmm. this empowering experience that says, wow, really. yeah, wh- why am I doing this? Or mm-hmm. why should I change? That's the wake-up call. Yeah. That's the wake-up call. Do I really want security? Think about what he was doing to get in there, too. And I'm thinking about my friend that's in there. He was doing things to gain security in his life, wasn't he? Why, why would you go steal something? Why would you do that? Well, he believed that it created a world that he wanted to be in. In his mind, that's where... That's right. He felt safe and secure. And somehow that would bring him something that he wanted. And there's also some other thinking. We did a show last week on, on victims and heroes in the creation continuum. And you're going, to, you're going to pick one of those paradigms. You're going to pick one, and whatever you're creating in your life will be in complete harmony with the paradigm that you choose. And if you choose a victim paradigm, which, as Ross pointed out last week, is going to lead to the next step, which is the villain uh, part of that spectrum. You don't just stay put, you know. You're going to move one way or the other. Um, the thinking of... You look at a criminal, okay? Entitlement. Security. Okay? Getting things that they want with with no comprehension that you exchange for those things. Okay? Or at least no acknowledgement of that. That's... That's an evil sense of entitlement. But how often do we have subtle forms of that in our life? Of the entitlement. Somebody owes me something. Okay. 
the, and that's why it's so dangerous. And that's why we're going to hit this every time we have this show. Uh, to police your thinking a little bit and get you to, to acknowledge that, that ideas have consequences and that if you choose that paradigm, it's going to lead predictably to, a, to an outcome. So this attachment to security, the comfort, the comfort zone is a subtle, destructive force in your life. And I say subtle, it's not always so subtle as in the examples of these, these people we know who are in a higher level of security than we are. Do you really want security? You know, you know another good example of this, Darren? What's that? The Founding Fathers. It's a great example. What does that bring to your mind? You know, I just came from Washington D.C., and so oh, that's right. As I last was, week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I was there, I was awesome. you know going to some of the some of the symbols of true freedom, as I like mm-hmm. to think about them, and and you know, democracy and and this idea that we can choose. I mean, that's that's what it brings to me is that these men came together and they made a declaration that they wanted to be free, and. You know, some people would say, free from what? You know, what did they want to be free from? Well, they wanted to be free to choose their way of life, to choose the things they wanted to do. The coolest thing to me about that is that every one of those men that signed that declaration knew that by signing that, they were taking a stand on their life and what they believed, that if the king of England or his servants, so to speak, would ever catch them, that that they would lose their life but they were willing to pay that price in order to truly be free. That was an act of high treason. From the perspective of the British crown, that was an act of high treason, punishable by death. Not just death, but like heinous death, (laughs) right? Yeah. Uh, We just watched um, National Treasure, a movie, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. just the other day with the family. And there's some kind of fun lines in there that that illustrate that. These guys knowingly and intentionally traded security for freedom and liberty. Now, that's the standard. So if we look at that, and if we realize that that these things, first of all, are on, on different ends of a spectrum... Let's get really clear next about what it is that you really want. Do you want freedom? Do you want security? And if you think that you can be really secure and still gain your freedom, I think you may be wanting something that never could be. And uh, the more I think about it, you know, I've had people challenge me on that. Oh, you can have both. Really, can you? And do you really want both? Do you really want both? So that'll get you thinking. Um, I've got a couple of interesting analogies that we might want to take a look at. We've already talked about your capacity to adapt. You're going to get used to whatever it is that you're doing. When we come back from this next break, I want to talk a little bit about mental currency. Let's go there after the break, shall we, Darren? Okay, let's do it. All right, stick with us. a week with your sweetheart in paradise. 
spending that same week with other like-minded couples who live in abundance, increasing your knowledge through powerful seminars geared toward helping you take your marriage to a new level. This is only a fraction of the value waiting for you on this year's Marital Magic Couples Cruise. Producer Retreats has teamed up with Dr. Paul and Craig Rollo to set the theme for this year's cruise as a more perfect union. Join us on January 26, 2008 as we visit the beautiful Eastern Caribbean Islands aboard Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. Call 1-800-591-2432 to select your package and book your spot. You can get more details at ProducerRetreats.com. Limited cabins are available for this event, so book today by calling 1-800-591-2432. We'll see you on board. If you live in the Utah County area, and if you like what you hear on this program, then this opportunity is for you. I am hosting a weekly mastermind group called Paradigm Insurance every Wednesday from 4 to 5.30 at my office. Call Eric at 801-221-0223 for more details. We prefer an abundant atmosphere, so please wipe your mind before entering. That's 801-221-0223. In 1935, the federal government stopped the minting of pure silver dollars for general circulation. When the dollar coin returned back to circulation in 1971, it was the silverless Eisenhower dollar. This explains why your great-grandfather always had a silver coin in his pocket, and you never have. We're 180 degrees, and we have a pure silver coin with your name on it. If you're a young entrepreneur and feel like you're up for a challenge, contact us immediately at move180.com. That's move180.com. Click on the Contact Us link on the website and include the keyword silver in your information request. We will contact you shortly about how to retrieve your silver coin. While you're there, browse the website to learn more about us. Let's put some silver in your pocket at move180.com. Wow, that's just really relaxing, isn't it? I like that. Yeah. I was thinking that I wish I could play like that. I hope you're listening to the ads, too, because uh, we've got some great sponsors. And uh, I mentioned that group. Darren, you've been involved in that uh, Paradigm Insurance group. I saw you chuckling a little bit about the wipe your mind before entering thing. I got that from from Braycon. Some of our friends at Braycon, kudos out to uh, Carrie Valerio, Chad Albury, uh, Mark Baca, some of those guys uh, doing some great work with Braycon. Go check them out at Braycon.com. And uh, that's B-R-A-Y hyphen C-O-N-N dot com. Uh, some good friends of ours, and they're doing some fun things. Uh, let me do another quick plug here before we get back to our topic, Darren. You heard an ad about the cruise also, and we've actually hit our deadline for registrations. But because of the interest that has been just brewing about this thing over the past couple of weeks, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines has allowed us to extend our deadline to allow more people to come on board with our group. This is the group you want to be with. 
This is so much fun. So if you're considering it, some of you, I know some of you have told me, hey, I'm coming on your cruise. Well, I don't see you on our list. If I don't see you on our list, uh, then that means Royal Caribbean you're doesn't not coming. see you on our list. <laughs> right. So, so call. Okay. I, I forgot the number, but uh, replay your MP3 player and, and uh, you'll catch it. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to give a heads up to is the speed reading. Now, we're not running a speed reading ad on today's show because it was for our last one-day event. That was also enormously popular, and we're putting together some uh, compilations of people talking about that so that we can share some of their feelings with you on uh, some upcoming spots. But here's one that's coming up really soon, so I want to let you know about this. In St. George, Utah, there will be another one-day speed reading workshop with Abundant Reading Systems. And uh, that'll be held on Saturday, the 29th of September, 2007. That's coming right up. That's, well, from from the time we post this show, it's going to be about a week and a half. So if you want to get involved with that one, let me give you some contact information. Then we're getting back to our show, Darren. Uh, you You can send an email, rsvp at AbundantReadingSystems.com or you can call, here's the number, 435-669-1206. That's 435-669-1206 and we can get you set up for that one-day course. Um, Call them or email them. They'll give you some details about how that works. We've had just remarkable feedback about how well that went for the people who attended a couple of weeks ago here in Utah County. So uh, we're bringing that out to other places too. Another one coming in Salt Lake City before too long. And if you, in wherever you're listening from, would like us to set something up in your location, you can uh, go to that same email, rsvp at abundantreadingsystems.com or send me one, Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com and uh, we'll open some negotiations with you about how to bring our show to your town. We would love to do that for you. So let me know if you want to co-sponsor a a speed reading workshop. So Darren, what were we talking about? I'm kidding you. I remember. <laughs> we were talking about security versus freedom or liberty and uh, maybe got you thinking about this in a way that you hadn't before. I want to um, to share this concept of mental currency. And you've heard me talk about this one before, Darren. This is... Uh, And I think I may have even talked about it on this show before. But uh, I really like the example that Wayne Dyer gives about this. At least that's where I heard the story. He says, if you compare your thoughts to currency, uh, what if you had a great big basket full of money? You know, what if we gave you a million bucks? And you can take this million bucks and go buy anything you want to buy with it. So you go into the local mall. And you walk in there and the first store you come to is selling these plastic trees. And they're ugly. You hate these things. You would never want this in your house, in your office. And you look at one and you check out the price tags as $30,000. And you think to yourself, no way. Where do they come off charging 30000 bucks for this thing? So you drag it up front to the clerk. And you slam it down and you say, what's the deal? Thirty grand for this? I would never want this. You pull out $30,000 from your wallet, you give it to him, you say, here, send it to my house. And then you go home angry. Can you imagine that? No, you don't go home. You go to the next store. 
next door selling pots. Probably for the trees. They're just as ugly. You find one that's particularly hideous. You look at the price tag, $10,000. Oh my heavens, you think to yourself, who would ever pay 10 grand for this thing? Drag it up front, same story, slam it down. What the heck? You're charging $10,000 for this piece of garbage? Here's my 10000 Send it to my house. Okay, now this sounds just ridiculous, doesn't it? More than ridiculous. Thank you. I was shooting for that. You did well. Well, and you go home, and then your house is filled up with all this crap, right? Yeah, crap and you, you really don't want. And you wonder, why is my house filled up with this crap? Well, you bought it. You bought it. Okay, your mind has the potential, just like your money. Okay, your money has the potential to buy anything you want. And I know some of you are thinking, well, there's some things you can't buy with money. Yes, I know that. Okay, but you can buy things that you want or you can buy things that you don't want. Don't you have the power to do each? Absolutely. So what does that mean about your thoughts? Same thing. Your thoughts can buy anything that you want. If your thoughts are your mental currency, look around your life. What's it filling up with? Whatever you're thinking about. Whatever you bought, huh? Yeah. You know, I, I went into Nordstrom's the other day, which I don't do very often. And uh, interesting thing, Nordstrom's has a, a completely different approach. Because you walk into most stores, right? And somebody says, can I help you? or can help you find mm-hmm. something, or, you mm-hmm. know. And nobody wants to buy anything, right? I mean, you walked into the store because you didn't want to buy anything, but you really did want to buy something, or you wouldn't be in the store, correct? Why are you there? That's right. Walk into Nordstrom's, and they will ask you a question that engages your mind so that you don't go immediately to that, no, I'm just looking around response. Mm-hmm. Which is the most probable response, probably, yeah. for most people. Well, nobody wants... I mean, very rarely when you walk in and the salesperson comes up to you, do you say, yeah, I'm looking for a red shirt. What can you do? Mm-hmm. You know? Unless you really know that already. That's right. The, right. But even then, you don't want to be sold. And most people don't even know what they want. So it's the same thing that I think we're talking about here. How do you jump out of the comfort zone, so to speak, identify what it is you want, and then go get it? Because mm-hmm. it really is different than what we're used to. It's different than the same old day-to-day, which makes me think about this whole idea that we have to change something. We have to do things different or do different things if we want to get different results. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? When you were talking about... uh Figuring out what you want. And I I really do think that most people really aren't very clear about what they want. We ask each other that all the time, don't we, Darren? We do. And I love surrounding myself with people like yourself who are willing to hold me accountable and who will let me hold them accountable. It's awesome. And we're asking these, these kinds of questions. What do you want? What do you really want? And you'll hear that, you know, sometimes this irritates people because I don't know. I don't know what I want. Well, don't stop there. Push yourself a little farther to start thinking about it. And typically what your brain is going to do 
is start to discount what you want. And I don't know when we learned this. Maybe it was back in junior high, you know, when we faced some discouraging experiences for the first time. Or maybe it was in our childhood. I don't know. You know I've been a shrink for how long? I'm familiar with the childhood stories, okay? Heard them. I don't really care too much where it started. But just understand what's happening. Somewhere along the line, you gave up on your dreams. And that's tragic. It's more than tragic. But we're conditioned from a very, very early age to be content with what you have, to not be greedy. Content. Man, that sounds a lot like comfort and security. It really is. To not be greedy. Yeah. And when you're a kid, it's cool to dream about stuff. As a matter of fact, you know, parents think, oh, it's so cool that he can sit over there and play with his tinker toys and make all of these things. And, you know, then you go to school. And and sometimes even as you just get older at home, sometimes your parents say, well, you know, don't, you know, you've got to be realistic. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. And really, that's not true. And you buy it. Yeah. You ten thousand for the tree? Send it to my house. You bought it. You don't have to buy that. I'm thinking, you know, you asked, how do you do it? You move past those barriers. You move past them. You and uh, I love this saying. Uh, I can't even remember where I saw it the first time. I think it was at the footer of someone's email. You know how sometimes you'll put a little phrase or something as you sign off, and and this one said. Those who say that something is impossible should get out of the way of those who are of us who are doing it. Yeah, that's a great one. I love that. Who's to say that it's impossible? Who are you believing? What are you buying? And be aware of that first. After you're aware of it, then you can start to do something about it. So when you ask what do you do about it, let's let's raise the awareness first. And then as we get as we get a little farther down that path, there's other things you can do. I just heard about a really great technique, by the way. I can't remember if I've shared this one with you, Darren. When, well, and let's acknowledge also, when you think of something that you want, when you get clear about your dream, one of the things that your brain is capable of doing is coming up with all of the reasons why you can't do that. Yeah. Isn't that true? Uh-huh. So there's at least three things your, your mind is capable of, of dreaming and visualizing. Okay, your mind is capable of that. Second, your mind is capable of coming up with all of the reasons why you can't do that. And third, it's you can come up with all the reasons you can. Exactly. And so that's let's where do we're that gonna, more. We're going to take it there after this word from our sponsors. Be right back. This is Ross Kellen Moore of Creation Tree Coaching, and I've got two questions for you. Who are you? What do you want? You see, I've figured out that you and I can absolutely create anything that we really want. But to do that, we've got to be absolutely clear on who we really are and what we really want. So what do you want? More financial abundance? More fulfilling relationships? A higher level of health and fitness? How about finding your work that allows you to create massive value for others in the way that you love most? 
welcome to Creation Tree Coaching. We are the world's premier provider of abundance, education, and resources. We are here to help you create the life you really love. Begin now at creationtreecoaching.com. Check out our live teleseminar classes and podcasts. Get to know our coaches and schedule a coaching session. Explore training for your business and employees. Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching and a whole new world that you create on purpose. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. I'm so glad that you've joined me for the Live on Purpose podcast. Please visit my website, drpaul.org. There you can subscribe to my weekly e-zine, Empower. Browse the events page to get connected with what's coming up or pick up some CDs or other great products. I also want to point you toward our sponsors, creationtreecoaching.com and producerretreats.com. In 1935, the federal government stopped the minting of pure silver dollars for general circulation. When the dollar coin returned back to circulation in 1971, it was the silverless Eisenhower dollar. This explains why your great-grandfather always had a silver coin in his pocket, and you never have. We're 180 degrees, and we have a pure silver coin with your name on it. If you're a young entrepreneur and feel like you're up for a challenge, contact us immediately at move180.com. That's move180.com. Click on the Contact Us link on the website and include the keyword silver in your information request. We will contact you shortly about how to retrieve your silver coin. While you're there, browse the website to learn more about us. Let's put some silver in your pocket at move180.com. So Darren, there's this technique that we can apply to help get there. Now remember, your brain has the capacity to come up with at least three different things. You can dream, you can get a vision, you can get an image in your mind, and you can clarify that image to the point where it starts to become real to you. Your mind has the capability of doing that, okay? And we've talked about that in other shows, and we'll talk about it in the future too. Your mind has the capacity to come up with all of the reasons in the world why you can't do that. And some of them you've already heard from other people. And sometimes that's where, you, where your mind goes first. Okay? Oh, you can't do that. And here's why. And you'll, you'll start to list these reasons. And it also has the ability to come up with all the reasons that you can and start to brainstorm some ways and some methods that you might be able to actually pull that thing off. So here's a tool. Take a piece of paper, and you can do this. Um, you can do this on a whiteboard, or you can draw in the sand. I don't care, but uh, get something that you can write on. Okay, make a big T. So basically, it's two columns with a header. Okay, on the header, you're going to write what it is that you want. Okay, so the thing that you want, you're gonna you're gonna write up there, and and then okay. You've got these two columns underneath that, all right? On the left-hand column, I want you to put a little heading on that one, too, that says, why I can't. Why I can't. I'm doing this as I'm guiding you through it. Why I can't goes over there on the left side, and then on the right side, what do you think? Why I can. 
why or how I can, right? Let's put how. How, how I, can. I can. How I can. So why I can't is on the left. How I can is on the right. And we're going to fill up these two columns just to demonstrate how your brain works. Okay? Now, the next thing that I want you to do is draw a great big X on the why I can't side. Just X that whole thing right out. All right? So we're done with that column. Now let's go over to the other column. Now, do you see what we've done? You don't have anywhere to write those things. So what I want you to do as you think about this thing that you want is to start filling up these two columns. Now, there's no room on the left to write anything. So if anything comes that belongs in that column, I want you to just say, next. <laughs> All right? Next. And uh, I stole this one from Bob Proctor, too. I'm listening to this great... Uh, presentation that Bob did. It's called the success puzzle. And uh, he gives an example of what they were doing. Uh, they had a, uh, a group of people, I think this was up in Canada somewhere. And this guy approached uh, this group of people. I can't even remember all the context, but basically he said, how would you like to raise $3 million in three hours, three days from now? And a bunch of people started saying, oh, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you could do it in three months. He said, that's not my question. I said, how would you like to? And then they, well, of course we'd like to. You know, and then they start raising these big butts. Well, he says, that's all I needed to know. You would like to. Okay, great. And then he did this technique with them. And he put up, put the top of that T. He put raise $3 million in three hours, three days from now. And they were doing it to benefit some community that had experienced some kind of a tragedy. Okay, I think that was the context of the darn thing. And then he said, now, let's go through what the barriers are, why I can't, and then let's go do through the how I can, too. And he drew a big X through the why I can't. Well, there's no room to write anything there. So then they started taking some... And anytime someone would say, well, I, I don't think we can do it that way. He instructed everybody, to, if you hear anything like that, just somebody holler out, next. Okay, so they got started. One guy said, well, we could do a teleseminar. Or not a teleseminar, a telethon. Mm. You know, where people call up and they donate money. We could do a telethon. And it could be across the whole nation. Okay, and so he wrote that up on the right-hand side of the board, how we can. Well, we could do a telethon. And then somebody said, we don't have access to the radio stations. And then some timid voice up front said, next and they moved right on okay and we could have this thing hosted by two of the greatest uh television anchors in in the whole country and they wrote that down on the right hand side and somebody said i don't think that they'd want to do it and then three or four people said next and they started just moving beyond those barriers move beyond those barriers that's what creates captivity which is somewhat synonymous with security in a weird sense of the word, right? So this is a tool that you can use. What if you were to train your brain to start thinking more along the lines of how can I, what will it take, as opposed to, well, I can't. Obviously, I can't. And how arrogant is that? That assumes that you know you've already considered all of the possibilities. And you haven't. So open up that mind. Let's train your brain. Train the brain. As my friend Tom Fry used to say, do a checkup from the neck up. 
and train it to do something different. Program it. Program it. You don't like your current results? Do something different. And here's some options for you. So I wanted to give you that tool. That's a great tool. I really like that. You I know, it's the thought keeps coming to me, Paul, and I know we're getting near the end, but the number one thing I believe that you sacrifice to, to grow, to change, to, to develop um, is your comfort level. It's, it's letting go. It's not being captive anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And you cling to it, don't you? <laughs> I think people do. Hopefully your awareness of that is going to make a big difference. And I was just noticing something. Yes, Paul. You've got, you've got your new cards here. I do. It distracted me momentarily. <laughs> <laughs> but really, it leads into something that I wanted to talk about for a few minutes. Please. Okay. Darren, I, I know you pretty well. And we've had some really meaningful conversations. Some of the listeners to today's show don't know you so well, but they may want to get to know you better because obviously you've got this fantastic mind and an ability to help them create and live the life that they love. And that's why you're a coach. That's why you do therapy. That's why you do counseling. And you've got a number of things that you're doing. Coaching is one of those newer things on your list, isn't it? It is. And you have affiliated with Creation Tree Coaching. I wow. Have. What a great, you know what? There is a remarkable coincidence going on. <laughs> a lot of the guests on my show are also affiliated with Creation Tree Coaching. Is that weird? That's amazing. Well, Creation Tree Coaching is my coaching business. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why people are coming to your program. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We intend to make as much light in this world as we can. And I am so excited that you have joined with Creation Tree Coaching to be a Creation Tree Coach. I'm looking at this card here. It says Creation Tree Coaching, Darren J. Johansson, Legacy Coach. Talk about that, will you? And will you tell us also how our listeners can get a hold of you, um, what kinds of things you might be offering? Just give us a little introduction to Darren Johansson. Maybe should have done this at the beginning, but go for it. Well, thank you, Paul. You know, I put Legacy Coach on my card because I wanted people to ask a question, hopefully not just of themselves, but also of me. And one of the questions that people have asked me when I hand them that card and they look at it and they say, oh, this is a beautiful card, but they say, what's a Legacy Coach? Mm -hmm. And I ask them, what do you want to be remembered for? What legacy do you want to leave? And that creates all sorts of different ideas for different people. But I think it creates some opportunity for people to really step back and say, what do I want to be remembered for? What is it that I want to do? I love this, this next idea that you've just shared with us because mm-hmm. so many people say, well, I want to. And if, if you think back to when you were a kid and you know, we would talk about, oh, I want to be a fireman or I want to be this or I want to be this. And sometimes people would say, oh, you can't do that. I want to be an astronaut. Well, you can't do that. Well, what if you can I believe that you can. And so I want to help people. I am helping people create and live and leave a legacy. And that means so many different things to different people, but really what it means to me and some of the areas that I help people with is creating that love legacy 
in your relationship, your personal relationships with your family, your wife, your husband, your children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also financial. I spent 12 years in the financial services industry and, and tons of people have questions about money and how can I plan best for my future? And I have, I'm very connected in that world. And so tons of people are saying, how can I make a legacy there? And and how can I do that best? And so there's tons of things I do along those lines as well. Mm -hmm. Exciting. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I love it. And you light up when you start talking about that. And that tells me some things, Darren, because if you're, if you're doing what you love for the people who love what you do, what better life could you want? There is no better life. Why would you ever retire from a life that you love? There's another show. (laughs) A whole other show. Yeah. Well, and I'm also thinking of another great way that you create value in this world. And uh, you and I have collaborated on this too. And it's helping people with a specific aspect of how to release the grievances that they carry around and that holds them captive. Sometimes we call this forgiveness. And there are some really clear applications of that. Would you agree here publicly to do another pod show episode with me? I will. About that. Because that's something that, that I think we need to bring. I and, agree. Uh, so hold me accountable for that. I, I will. do that. Now, we've got a couple of weeks uh, booked out here. There's some neat things coming, folks. So stay tuned and tell people about it. I've got uh, uh, Kirk Weasler is coming. Some of you will remember him. He's the author of The Dog Poop Initiative. You can prepare for that show by going to the dogpoopinitiative.com. Check it out. Kirk is an amazing producer in this world, and he's created a fun little story that teaches a powerful concept. I'll be talking to Kirk about that probably next week. He's uh, coming into town from Atlanta, Georgia, to do some training with some of the big companies around here, and he has graciously agreed to grace the... Uh, live on purpose radio studios and spend some time with me doing that. So look for that soon. Uh, I've got a couple of other great guests that are lined up, including one that I just arranged with you, Darren, you're coming back. We're going to do the forgiveness talk. Okay. How to release yourself from those grievances that hold you captive for today. And as a quick wrap up here, you are the one that's going to decide comfort and security or freedom and liberty. It's a choice. And please, stop squashing people's dreams. Don't you dare tell them they can't do it. What, what do you know about that? Okay? Let's encourage each other. Let's create and live the life that we love. Thanks for coming, Baron. Thanks for having me. Choose liberty, folks. We'll see you next time. <laughs>